0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. Uh, Today is the anniversary of my mum's death, so I will be putting up um, the podcast that I did with her as a, I don't know, as whatever that is. Um, For today, I'm going to put out this podcast in which I talk to my mum. And uh, you may have heard this before if you're a long-time listener. And if you have not heard this before... And it's me talking to my mum, Lucy Fraser. Thank you, everybody uh, who supports the podcast. That's it from me for today. I hope you are all well. Bye. Hi and welcome to a special episode of Tea with Alice. This is a re-release of Episode Thirty-Three, The Right of Reply, cast uh, without the plugs at the beginning, and uh, it's just the conversation that I had with Mum. I wanted to ask her at the time. This was some months before she died. Um, I wanted to ask her how she felt about me doing poems or stories that had her in them. I also wanted to, I just wanted to let you hear her as she was. If you've already heard the episode, it's not very different. There are a few more seconds of, of the conversation that I've put back in because they feel very precious now. And if you haven't heard the conversation, here it is.
1: Oh, do you know? Oh, do you not? This office mistress that we have got, Elsie Thompson—it is her name—and she helps the dopters at every frame. Loudly rightful doll, loudly I day. So, what? What would you like me to do for the podcast? Just talk to me and be, have it be recorded. Well, I don't mind. What do you want me to talk to you about? Whatever you like. I mean, the idea of the podcast is usually
0: difficult ideas, but, you know, talking about things that you might not talk about on television or radio, but because you don't normally go on television or
1: radio, you can talk about whatever you like. (laughs) No, I don't normally go on television or radio, but I certainly talk a (laughs) lot. I don't think you talk too much. You don't think? No. No, I don't think so. That's very kind of you.
0: I don't know, maybe I can ask you questions. Do it like an interview.
1: I can... I like that. I can answer questions. What questions do you like to answer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... Well, what questions you like to ask, I suppose. Um, I don't know.
0: I, how do you feel about me doing things that are about you in my stand-up?
1: I feel strange about it. I feel strange about it, but I sort of feel okay because I trust you. What, what do
0: you trust me? What about it would you not trust me with? Well... I mean, you know, uh, what What could I do that you
1: trust me not to do, rather? Oh, uh, well, you could make me a pathetic creature. No, I don't think I do that. And I hope I don't do that. Uh, well, I hope you don't do that too. And, and so I trust you not to do that. Um, yeah. Because I think you're a very... Uh, A nice person as well as being a very clever person. You have to think that you're my mum. I don't have to think it. Because, you know, lots of people aren't nice and clever and their mums don't think they're nice and clever.
0: No, but I think their mums think they are nicer and cleverer than they actually are, even if they have to admit that they're not that nice or that (laughs) clever.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But what about your creative stuff? What about my creative stuff? Yeah. Well, my creative stuff has sort of died on me.
0: Do you mean the urge or the time or the energy or, you know,
1: all of the above? All of the above, actually. It was nice to see Kevin the other day and remember being young and... to so explain who Kevin is. Uh, Kevin Tierney, who came to visit me the other day, the one who's got... Um, ah who's got that illness. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yes. How do you know him? Well, I, I know him from... We were in the band together, Blue Tongue, um, many, 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 many years ago. And... So how many bands were you in? Um, well, I was in Blue Tongue, which was a bush band, and that was a very successful bush band because people came and did bush dances with us and <laughs> it was very daggy but it was very fun. Mm. And we got, you know, they paid us in cash and so, uh, we got lots of money from it. So, you know, they give you $100 a night, each of us $100 a night in cash That was good.
0: Comedians get nowadays, (laughs) and back in the eighties, that would have been quite a lot of money.
1: Yes, so um, we did have a lovely time, and so they, the boys, sort of did all the all the organising of it, and so I just played my banjo and sang harmonies and did that kind of thing, which was. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. And then you were also in Phaedra? Then I was in Phaedra, which is... At the same time or a different time? Oh, different time, completely different time. So Phaedra was all women and it was sort of uh, very popular with the lesbians and so... But it wasn't a deliberate sort of lesbian band or anything. It was, but it was just... We just liked singing together so we could sing in harmonies and do all fabulous things with the girls. Mm. And... very nice, that was nice. Can't remember other bands, but I think I probably was in other bands. was... I mean, was anyone in Phaedra
0: a lesbian or was that just a coincidence?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, Jill was a lesbian and very happy about it. There was no sort of uh, hiding or pretending or anything about it. It was Mm. just... um, Jill was just such a lovely person with the most fabulous voice and she was a very strong person, so... We did what she wanted, really. Mm. I never minded about that. Um, And there was Lilo who played the fiddle. She was a really good fiddler. I don't know whether she was a lesbian or not. not. I never asked her. And you played the banjo in that? Yeah, I played the banjo and the whistle and whatever. What did you play the cello for, just for yourself? I played the cello in Phaedra as well, I, because we could, just, we could just put stuff in Phaedra, we could just put music in
0: Phaedra,
1: because mm. we were musicians, so that was nice. It was pretty rough, my cello playing by that time. So you were already sick when you were in Phaedra? Um. Or you just stopped practicing. I was already sick when I was in February,
0: mm.
1: but I could still do stuff. Mm. I could still do sort of rough banjo and that sort of thing, and I couldn't. It was really awful after that because I couldn't play the tin whistle anymore, which is the simplest thing to play, but I couldn't feel the holes. Mm. And I was very good at the tin whistle and the banjo. You know, I was good at the melodies. Mm. So that was hard. It was hard to let go of. When
0: did you decide that you were going to stop? Or did you just think you would keep playing for as long as you
1: could? Did you make I didn't a deliberate decide decision I was going to stop? I just I just couldn't play anymore. Mm.
0: I remember when I was little you telling Dad that you were going to stop playing.
1: Oh, really? Do you remember that? Yeah. What did he say?
0: I don't remember. I just remember you saying, oh, I've given it up in a quite a dismissive way, like just a, like a, not a dismissive way, a a fairly flippant way, which I knew was probably not how you felt about it, even at that young age.
1: Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, so it was a sort of I think I think I played in Phaedra for 10 years. Mm. I mean, I think I was still playing, or maybe I was just still playing in various um, musical things. Mm. I was interested in Irish music. I was very into the Irish stuff, mm. which was really mad of me, really, but...
0: I don't know that it's mad to be interested in something.
1: <laughs> well. And what about uh, poetry? What about poetry? Mm. Well, I kept writing poetry for, for years and years.
0: Yeah.
1: And sending it off and getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, that's, I can't do that with poetry. I've, I just
0: am so cowardly about being rejected, so I just put it on my blog because no one can reject you on the internet in that way. They can yeah, attack you but they can't really reject good. you. That's good. That's the nice thing about it. Maybe I should uh, help you put your poetry up on a blog.
1: Yes, if I had anything
0: worth looking at you do you have a lot of stuff. I mean you don't even need to write new stuff you have so much stuff that you've already written that you could just put it up. Well, I
1: could I could do that it would be it would be interesting because the whole the whole poetry thing was you sent it off and you got it back or you. Or it was accepted. Mm. So sending it off was real trouble because you had to think about whether you sent it already to that magazine or that magazine. Because
0: uh, you can't double apply if something's going to be accepted to one thing. Yeah, yeah, that's really
1: annoying. You'd have to F. F. And so you have to remember piece. where you've sent it and all, all that sort of thing. So I used to like to try and send it to Judith, Judith Rodriguez because she was such a fabulous editor of various poetry magazines and such a nice person. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, she, she was one who would write back and say, this is, this is good but not good in this way.
0: Really? Uh, Hello, I'm <laughs> interviewing Mama.
1: Um, yes so she was very um, open in a different way she was very keen for for literature to get going yeah she's a nice woman does she still do editing Um, yes I think she does she's she's the president of the Shakespeare Society in Melbourne and all sorts of things like that. You know, the ones who did those uh, sonnets.
0: Mm. Uh, well, why don't we take a break now and um, I'll get you a drink of water and stuff and then we will resume.
1: Oh, that would be great, Ali. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Up, we surely do. More Elsie
0: Thompson, but not for you. Lally rifle, lally rifle, daw. Here you go, mama. Oh. Back on here. Back on here. Okay, Just for another 10 minutes? Yeah, another 10
1: would be good. Just tell me if you're tired. Um, well, I am sort of tired. That's you're how more than I am. Usual well I uh, can't really can't really say whether I'm more tired than usual or not. Oh thank you. Thank you Alice.
0: It's good radio right here. What? It's good radio. Good radio, yes. Tissue radio sound effects.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Uh, So we're talking about
1: MS and cancer. Yes, well, having had MS for so very long, uh, it was a surprise to be told I had cancer. Particularly anal cancer, which is not the kind of cancer you really want to talk about. No. I don't suppose any of them are really. They're all hard. It's not a popular cancer. They don't have brown lids on water bottles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Breast cancer gets all the press because it's a, it's a uh, sexy cancer.
1: Oh, not a sexy cancer, no. I think. But not it's, all, it's all hard. It's all hard to have bits of you chopped off and to be radioed and chemoed and all that. That's really horrifying in many ways. You seem to handle it relatively well. Me? Mm. Oh, well. Oh. Well, you know, I'm a tough girl. Always was a tough girl. So you do your best to continue that line of behaviour, I suppose. Do you have plans
0: for after you get better from this... From this particular cancer? Mm Mm-hmm. And go back to just having MS? Well,
1: my plans... If I had them, they would be to do with writing my novel. Mm. Which has been a long time coming. And a long time gone.
0: It's hard to work without deadlines. I'm a deadline person myself. Are you? Probably inherited that from you. So just in the absence of external pressures. I find it hard to work
1: unless I have like a date. Yeah, I think I find it hard to work. Maybe I should give you
0: a deadline for your novel. Maybe. But you wouldn't respect it because
1: I'm your daughter. Uh, Yeah, I might not respect it because I'm spoiled. Yeah, I got away with a lot in my youth. Just out of being smart? Yeah, yeah. And I would expect to get away with a lot still. But because of all this, you know, all of this cancer and everything is just juggled everything around the wrong way and so what do you mean everything well you know not having a swim in the morning is hard but you can have a swim i in can the... have it but i
0: i You're didn't t- get too
1: tired and stuff yeah a bit too tired in the morning and uh, yeah I'd like to go down there, actually, and have a coffee. Big good.
0: Well, you can. We can uh, call this quits if you like, unless there's anything else you want to talk about.
1: Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I'll put some of your poems up on my poetry blog. Well, that would be nice. Which ones?
0: To know whichever ones you like. And I'll tell you what people say about
1: it. Oh, well, I just, I just can't imagine why people would be interested in that.
0: People are interested in you. I get a lot of um, cool emails and stuff on my podcast asking how you are. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, So I thought I would put you on and
1: let you say how you are. Oh, dear say hello to everyone hello hello everyone
0: good all right that's it for today you're having tea Thank with alice we we'll
1: thompson is going away is it tomorrow or yet we today we'll tie our hands up and leave our frames and wait for elsie to return again lovely right for lovely right for day
0: This is a poem called Meteorology that my mum wrote a couple of uh, months after her wedding. It's called Meteorology and this is part one. The weather came from the north for the first time since they'd been. Rain beat at the windows where the southwest light gleamed over it and we looked through to the hill where I walked yesterday. We make strange promises. I'll see it through. On the hill, the hairs of the shining wind among the nettles at the high dam. Another chapter yet.